Gooners, welcome back to another episode of the Gooner for Life. It's you know who on the mic, so I don't need to say, but I do need to say Arsenal lost again on Saturday against Watford, and that's what the topic is. So stay tuned, guys. I'll be right back. Welcome back guys and thank you for staying tuned in. I hope you are having a better start to your week than you've had a than your weekend in all honesty. The I do have something to say before I do start off with. Did anyone notice how orange the sky was? I'm sure everyone noticed because everyone was taking pictures on social media and all that kind of stuff. I, honestly, I thought it was gonna be the end of the world today. Like I, you know, Hurricane Ophelia kind of got me scared like. I was thinking to myself, yo, why is the sky orange? Is, is today the end of the world? <laughs> but it wasn't to be. I wouldn't mind if it was the end of the world on Saturday, in honesty. <laughs> because Arsenal, you know, continue to break my heart. They continue to break my heart. They continue to break my morale. They continue to break me as a man. I swear down, every time I watch that team and I watch them, that team lose, I feel broken as a man. And it's so painful, like, I don't want it to affect my weekend, but somehow it does. It affects my mood. It affects my weekend. And I need to stop doing that, man, because it can get it can interfere with my, you know, personal life and all that kind of stuff. I don't know about you guys, but it does affect me. And I'm sure it affects you guys probably just as much as me or even more probably some of you out there. But I don't know how you guys go through it if it does affect you more. Because I would love to hear from you guys how you deal with it. Because the first thing that I did was I went gym, released some stress. So I needed to hit the punching bags for about a good 20 minutes. <laughs> and take my anger at that punching bag. I just imagined that punching bag, that Arsenal squad. So I just said to myself, here, you can have one, Ozil. You can have one. Um, Xhaka. You can definitely have one, Anelni. And you can have two... Uh, well, Beck, here's free. Like, uh, the whole team peed me off. Okay, I know we were missing some key players that we're all aware of um, after the international break, which was a blessing that's gone out of the, out of the way, in all honesty. Um, like I said, I know we had some key players missing. Mustafi was, is, was missing, is going to be missing for the next six weeks. I'm sure you guys are aware of that. Um, after his um, international break, he put a hamstring. But Pierre Mertesacker came in and filled in and honestly, I thought he did well. I thought he he was our best player on the day. Him and Nacho were our best player on the day. The rest of the lot, um, there's not much to say in all honesty. It, the problem is, it's not just the players though. The problem is the manager. You know, the manager keeps covering for these players. Like, he keep, you know, if he keeps dumbing it down, if he keeps softening it up, like, saying to people, oh, you know what? You know, or the players are doing their best, or the players are giving 100% commitment. The players, even though the players are not giving 100% commitment, they start to believe in that they actually are giving that commitment. So if the manager's not pulling up the players and saying, you know what, guys, the performance is not good enough, then... I don't see how they can ever rectify something 
in all honesty. So it's painful. Like the crazy things, what really painful is, I didn't thought we were controlling the game in all honesty. Not that I thought we deserve to win. We had the better chances. Watford were very poor in the first half, I thought. Arsenal were very poor in the first half. It was very lacklustre, slow, passing, laboured. But I didn't feel as though Watford were you know, putting any real pressure or putting any real problems on us. And then the situation changed. Now, the situation changed because Arsenal allowed the situation to change. Arsenal, like I said on numerous occasions, are not ruthless enough. They're not... They don't have that killer instinct and this is a prime example of what happened on the weekend. You know, Pir Mertesacker put us through with a fantastic header, powerful header. And you thought to yourself, alright guys, let's manage the game. Let's get the second goal. Let's put the, the, the game to bed. We don't have to win like the way Man City did at 5-2 or 6-2. I just want the three points. We all want the three points. I'm sure they want the three points. So that's what we did. We powered through, you know, we... Got we powered through with a powerful header by Pim Aseka, who got the who got the ball rolling for us, and we thought it's just a matter of time before the next goal goes in, but Arsenal didn't step it up. You know, we thought second half will come out, step up the game a bit more. We didn't. We were even worse second half. We were, we it's, it looks like we were defending our our one nil lead, and we all know for a fact that you can't defend a one nil lead, especially Arsenal. Like who told Arsenal they can defend a one nil lead? Like seriously, I felt like our team was just purely solely out to defend this one nil lead, and then the chances came, and the biggest chance when Özil was brought in. Ozil came in, first thing he did, got the ball and waited for Iwobi to get in behind the, the defender. He passed a beautiful ball so Iwobi can latch on. The, and Iwobi latched onto it quite well, took a shot, opened his body up and went for the far post. Jurelia Gomez got a fantastic save. I'm sure you guys all saw that. I don't need to really go into depth into it. Maybe, what I think I would say, maybe if Iwobi... Managed to keep the ball rolling on the floor. I don't think who and Gomez would have been able to get that low, but um, you know Gomez still pulled off a fantastic, wonderful save. That was a chance to kill off the game. So that could have been two 0 So I kind of you know forgave Iwobi because in all honesty, he did what he was set out to do, made the run in behind the defender, got in front of the goalkeeper, did the right thing, placed it where you think he would play, um, where anyone else would place it, and goalkeeper got a good save on it. But the, then comes the, the ultimate chance, the pinnacle, the, the game-changer moment that defined the game for what was going to happen for the rest of the game. Arsenal are on the counter. Then, like I said, makes a diagonal run, taking the defenders, taking the defenders Watford with him. Ozil creeps into the space that Lacazette leaves and Ozil gets into that space. Now, it will be waits patiently, waits, can see what's unfolding in front of him. He can see the Lacazette run and he can see that Ozil is running into that space. Everything was very done intelligently. Everything from the player that was making the run um, off the ball to the player, the guy that was passing the ball to the guy that was um, running into the space. So everything was done very intelligently. Then Ozil got the ball. All he had to do was pick two sides, right, left. Instead, Ozil... Try to be smart, give Gomez the eye, and then try to go the other way. Gomez was having none of it. Instead, he went straight kind of at him, in all honesty. And that was a moment-defining game for me. If Ozil had took his chance, I really believe. I don't think they would have had a chance. Forget about either 
getting a draw or even winning the game, they wouldn't have had a chance. But what did Ozil do? Ozil missed it, as we all know. Watford went up the other side. Three seconds later, a controversial penalty. At first, I thought it was a penalty. When I saw the situation unfold, this is going to be a penalty. It's typical Arsenal. Typical. They go up one end, miss a few chances, come at the other end, concede a penalty or concede a goal. It's as simple as that and that's what happened on this occasion. And they did concede a goal. We conceded a goal. That gave Watford momentum to go on and get the winner. But Troy Deeney gave them the equaliser. And Watford believed after that. So Watford believed after that and that they believed that they could go on and win the game. The game did change, I'm not going to lie, a lot too when Troy Deeney came on the pitch. Um, he gave a different outlet. Gray wanted to run in behind, he didn't have that really space. Whereas Deeney was looking for the ball to feed or the ball to bring down. And all he had to do, what he did, he came on, backed in a few players. And, you know, it's almost, you could see his arrogance when he came on the pitch. Like he felt like he'd do something. You understand? Because the guy's not a ward beater, let's be serious. He, like, he just knows that Arsenal, he knows Arsenal frailties, he knows Arsenal weaknesses. Like he said, Arsenal like Cahoonies, you know, the Cahoons. Did I say it right? I don't know if I said it right, but you know what I mean. <laughs> that's, what, that's what he was implying. He was implying that Arsenal are too soft. We, everyone implies that Arsenal is too, too soft. But when, you know, players that are playing against you currently and saying that you're too soft, then it's... You gotta question things, man. Like, and you know, you gotta really question things. And yeah, he came on. He made a difference, shaped up the back three of Arsenal. And from then, you know, we just we kind of we kind of let ourselves down. In all honesty, Wenger will, at the end said that um, the players were in shock. I don't know how you can be in shock though. Like, it's not like you you went out to win the game four five nil and you had like you know, five chances, clear-cut chances where you should have put them back in the net. No, it wasn't like that, though. It was more, you know, you tried to win the... You went to a game, you, you were very cautious in defensively, like, in, in your whole game, in everything. Uh, you waited for the opportunity. The opportunity came, you you got a header out of it. And then when the opportunity... When the, the situation changed on you to, for us to defend, instead, what did we do? We end up choking. And that's what we did. We choked... Considering that Chelsea had lost early in the day, Manchester and Liverpool had drew early in the day. We we choked really badly, and you know I was so livid and angry Saturday. I was even I was quiet on Sunday. It seems like you know this club is more worried about the end of year balance than what's in their trophy cabinet. They they don't seem too fussed about winning trophies you know they'll tell us they are they will like they are but i don't get that sense they want to really i just feel they you know they they're just purely out for the money and it looks like wenger's you know epitomizing that he's 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 helping their cause you know people are saying um he's the cause of the problem or maybe, and some people are saying he's not the cause of the problem but either way we want to know is like is he the one that's looking after their purse strings but it looks like it's a joint thing. It looks like everyone is happy. The um, the board members, the manager, they're all quite happy to not spend, be very tight, you know, not compete with titles against the top teams. Even like Tottenham, for example, it's a painful pill to swallow. And I've said this before, Tottenham are a better, not a better club, far from it. That would be, that, that's, 
that I won't happen for another 1500 years, I'll be dead by then. But they're definitely in a better situation than we are right now. You know, Topland are in a definitely better situation than Arsenal Football Club right now. And that is so painful to say, man. That is, oh, I thought I'll never, I thought I'll never say that. I never thought the day will come where I have to witness this bloody Spurs side that are better than us. And meanwhile, Wenger will tell us he has a quality team to win us a, to win a title. Like the club continues to let its fans down. The club is not showing the ambitions that other clubs are showing. You know, it's so hard and so painful to see Man City scoring seven goals for the fun of it when you've got De Bruyne, Silva passing the ball like, you know, they've got X-ray vision. And then we've got Arsenal here struggling to get points on the board. You know, one minute, we win a few games. Oh, everything's fine. We're back to normal. There's no problems here. And then all of a sudden, next minute, you know, we're struggling. Like, I'm um, like, ah. Uh. This roller coaster is getting very stressful, man, for me. You understand? Like, it's getting stressful. And I just want the club to be honest. You know, even if they, if they can't, if they can't, like, provide us with trophies, at least be honest. Just tell the fans the truth. You know, just tell the fans our, our ambition is not the title. We're not here to win trophies. We want to sustain the club and make it a powerful club financially. Now, if us, if you know, if the fans knew that, we can swallow that and be like, oh, you know what? It is what it is. That's what they told us. And then we can start writing. <laughs> you get me? Like, then we have a reason to write. Reason to write. But now we're just guessing. we just speculations after speculations. This is happening. That has happening. But the real honesty is the club that has to come out and tell us the truth. And until then, you know, it's we're going to be in this situation for a very long time, man. Um, honestly, guys, I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm not going to talk about Xhaka's performance. Nor am I going to go talk about um, Ozil's performance or Ozil's going to stay or is he going to leave? Because this is getting really boring now. And I'm sick and tired of, of quite talking about this club's um, problems in all honesty this club shouldn't be having this problem the whole point we left Highbury was to become a stronger and club in general but no we, that's not the case in this situation so you know Arsenal would continue to let me down continue to let you down and they'll continue to lie to us so I think us fans need to say enough is enough and we need to stand by each other and show that we, we we won't have this no more because this will only get worse. It will only get worse. No doubt it will only get, especially under Cronky and especially under this board. So my next podcast is going to be purely dedicated on the board and the manager and what's the, the solution for the situation. So stay tuned, guys, for that. For the meantime, it's done for today. It's done, dusted. As you can see, I'm not in a really happy mood. <laughs> so I'm going to get myself some food and hopefully, guys, I'll, you'll be hearing from me very soon. Until then, peace out.